Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And we are coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. When you want the ability to adjust your loan options in real time, folks, remember... Rocket can. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Send the tweets at Ken Carmen, C-A-R-M-A-N, 1.20 p.m. Eastern, 8.20, or excuse me, 10.20 a.m. Pacific. Most satisfying, most disappointing seasons of the 2020 season. Get to those. It's teams, not, te- not players. I should do players, shouldn't I, Connor Green? That'd be a hell of an idea. But I only do the teams. We do five on one side, five on the other, just like we'll do most and least approved going into 2021 at some juncture after the draft. Just had Brandon Marcello on. I, If you're listening and you got anybody who's playing college football, good enough to play college football, boy, I hope you listened to Brandon Marcello just a second ago because it's been something that's concerned me here over the last few months. And I, I knew it was going to happen, and I don't have a good remedy for it. That's the worst part about it. I'm going to get to the emerging quarterback market here in, a mu- here in a minute. I don't have a good remedy for it. I wish it did. I really, 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 really wish I did. I, I do believe that an 18-year-old individual should be able to make their decisions. I believe that a person in this country should be able to make their own decisions, knowing that their own decisions could be the wrong decision. And it's what freaks me out about the transfer portal, and the only thing I can do is just sit back and let the situation play itself out. Because it's scary. I had to ask Brandon Marcello about the transfer portal, and we knew eventually this was going to happen. We championed so much for these things, and, and this becomes a much bigger conversation than just the transfer portal. It really does. Because I've said this a bunch of times. All these people, the Jay Billises of the world, they always say pay the players, but they don't have a reasonable way to pay the players. Because if you if you pay the players and this becomes the, the personal freedom stuff, the, the, the student-athlete stuff, you pay the players, well, colleges, and if they have to pay the players, then they're going to start operating like a business. And because of Title IX, that means that they're going to start ripping away opportunities from a lot of other people. We thought, and it had, the pandemic – would take away some sports from universities, and it has. Right now, and I say this being careful because we're not through this financially yet, the ramifications of this are going to take some time, but so far not as many as I thought. I feared greatly last March, but so far not as much as I thought it would be, even though that's an easy thing to say from 30,000 feet. I don't think I'd want to say that to – 
any one of the people at Stanford who, who lost their positions or, or lost their sport, I don't think I'd want to say that to their face. I'd feel very bad for those people, and I do. And I think it'd be the same situation that I know that somebody who's giving up a bunch of time, who's really made this almost a professionalization, except it's still amateur sports, maybe they should be compensated for something. They, they, they should be compensated. If they're making money for an entity, then yes. But if I pay men's basketball, who will eventually again, over time, bring people back to the arena, and women's basketball that will bring people back to the arena, and to a degree, wrestling, to a degree, baseball, softball, to a degree, and certainly football, to provide other opportunities for others, yeah, it feels like those people should be compensated. But if we're doing everything fair, and that's what everybody wants to do, then that means we're going to be fair, and organizations, most notably schools, they're businesses, and they're going to work as businesses. And they don't care what you Googled for their endowment. They're going to operate as a business. So I'm always very careful with the, with the conversation about paying the athletes. And I do feel that their lightness is a happy medium. And I also thought the transfer portal, and a lot of people thought the transfer portal could be a happy medium. The worst thing that could happen, though, is happening. That you have a lot of players who get a lot of people in their heads. And I looked at, look at college football for this example. You get a lot of town of players who have a lot of people in their heads telling them things that they believe to be true that simply aren't. That if you transfer out of school A or school C, you'll be able to move up to school B or school A. And what we're seeing is that there's plenty of other players that are transferring out of other schools, and all of a sudden they're being picked up by all these other schools, and for a second you thought, yeah, I could transfer out of Alabama, and I'm going to end up right here at the University of Florida, except somebody else transferred out of another place, and they're going to end up at the University of Florida, and then all of a sudden you're left without a life raft. And you might be able to be picked up by some of the other schools, but all of a sudden there's no room at the end for you. And that's what Brandon Marcello laid out here just about 10 minutes ago. And I don't have a reasonable answer for any of that. Because freedom means that you have the power to make your own decisions. Freedom also means you have the power to make the wrong decisions. The only thing I can do is look at it as a cautionary tale and hope that this evens out, that, yep, you have personal freedom, you can get in the transfer portal, you can move out, and I hope it works out in your, in your way. But there's going to still be at your new school a coach that gets on your ass, a situation that maybe you don't necessarily like where, yeah, the grass isn't always greener. And since you're not being paid, you have to think about the ramifications of what comes and what your future could really hold. Because if you're getting paid $50,000 and you could go on and make $70,000 doing something else, go ahead, take the money. It's money. You're more than entitled to it. But if it means so much more for your future, if it means so much more for the education purposes of it, where it's the value of the diploma, the education purposes of it, or just being able to move on and hopefully someday getting your crack at the NFL, this is becoming a scary scenario for a lot of kids out there. But it's better than the alternative because we've seen it with, good God, in college basketball with Bo Ryan in the past. Coach K's had his hands dirty a little bit. 
think Jim Beheim was calling the Duke kid a quitter just the other day. Good God. It's ugly. And this situation's better than that, but this is certainly not perfect. So if you, I, I'm serious, you're driving around, you know anybody, the right message means a lot. They have everything in the world that they can do. They can they can make their own decision, damn it. They're 18, 19, 20 years old. They can do whatever they want. But you better be careful because now we are seeing more people in the transfer portal than there are scholarship opportunities. And what some people thought was going to make things a lot easier, a lot better, open things up more, open more opportunities up for them, starting to become a nightmare as I'm saying this sentence. 855-2124-CBS. On to the pros and on to something I get to be excited about because I was hoping it would happen, and here we are. Carson Wentz started it, though. It wasn't Sam Darnold. I thought it was going to be Sam. I saw Jamal I saw Jamal Adams get traded. I almost said Jamal Murray. I almost saw Jamal Adams get traded last year, and I could see it happening with Sam. I said, man, the emerging quarterback market is here. Sam Darnold, the Jets are going to suck in 2020. They're going to be terrible, and Adam Gase is a lame duck coach, and Sam Darnold, boy, he's got some talent, but ah, who knows if he's able to harness it, and who really wants to listen to Adam Gase, and I really do think Adam Gase is a fraud of NFL coaching. I think that he's ridden the coattails of the Mannings and has proven that he is absolutely worth nothing as a head coach, and you can see that with Sam Darnold. You can see that with Jamal Adams. You can really see it with Ryan Tannehill, and you can certainly see it with David Cutcliffe, who's proven to be a pretty damn good head coach at a place like Duke. I know that every now and then there's a bad year here and there, but he's proven to be a pretty good head coach at Duke University when he had both the Mannings so he could prove that he didn't have to ride both their coattails to do great things. But Adam Gase, on the other hand, has been different, and I thought, man, wouldn't Sam Darnold be great in New Orleans? After this year with Drew Brees, I assumed it was going to be his last. Now, According to Twitter, they're saying different things. They're saying different things on Twitter. But I thought it was going to be the last year of Sam of Drew Brees in New Orleans, and I thought that'd be a great place for Sam Darnold. Or maybe Indianapolis. Because we'll see how long Phillip Rivers is able to play. And I thought Carson Wentz would come back in 2020, and I thought he'd be okay. I didn't know Carson Wentz was going to basically do what your dog does in the middle of the living room when you won't let him out for an entire season. I had no idea that the rumors were going to start to pick up again about him being a bad teammate and about him being too emotional and him not liking driving past the statue of of, of Nick Foles and Doug Peterson every single day. And I, hell, I'll admit it, I wouldn't want to drive past the statue of Adam the Bull every single day on my way into work. So I can't admit that. I have an ego just like anybody else. I can't admit that for Carson Wentz. But still, what I thought could happen is happening now. It gets going with Carson Wentz. It really started with Matt Stafford and Jared Goff. And it could continue. The emerging QB market, a position that is the most important in the sport and may be because of the money that's involved with it, the most important position in professional sports. We can make arguments all day, and maybe we need to put the players involved in that, but that's maybe for a different day of an all-day argument. But with Wentz and with Stafford and with Goff and still with Darnold and with Jimmy G and with Derek Carr, yeah, his name's being thrown around a bit, we got options here. Options were good coaches. Guys like Frank Reich, who will have his fourth quarterback in four years. Coaches like Frank Reich. 
that looks at that guy and go, I coached that guy once. I can coach this guy again. I know this guy's got talent. Let's give up a third and a second, which could turn into a first, and hopefully it does because I think this guy's got talent and could take this team that's already built with a defense, does need a little bit of the offensive line still, has decent weapons to throw to, has a decent running back behind him, and with good coaching and with a solid foundation that's created by Chris Ballard and myself, I can take this kid, I can resurrect his career, get him back on track, and then maybe by the time 2022 comes around, even though I'm losing a first-round pick because I intend to make the playoffs with Carson Wentz. Yes, I intend to make the playoffs with Carson Wentz that I can then strike and make the situation the best ever because I'm not bad enough to trade or I'm not bad enough to, to draft a quarterback. I don't want to trade more to move up into the top five, and here is Carson Wentz. And it's not the best situation, but it's certainly not the worst. And it was taught to us by who? The guy I just got done talking about in Ryan Tannehill, Mike Vrabel. And moving on from Marcus Mariota, not letting the draft choice or where he was drafted or the story behind it be an albatross around the neck of the franchise to look at a guy like Ryan Tannehill and goes, I know everybody else thinks you're turds, but I don't. And myself and Arthur Smith, who's no longer there, but still, myself and Arthur Smith, we're going to take you, we're going to mold you, we're going to give you time, we're going to give you an offensive line, and you are going to go out and you're going to succeed. And that's what they did with Ryan Tannehill. And Ryan Tannehill gives me ideas, and it gives the Colts ideas, and maybe, just maybe, if Drew Brees decides to hang it up, maybe, I know, everybody likes Jameis Winston or, or Taysom Hill, uh, whatever. Maybe it gives the Saints ideas. The emerging quarterback market. We're no longer, and this can be worse for quarterbacks, no longer when you take a quarterback do you have to sit there and hope for four years that he develops. We learned with Rosen. We might learn with Tua Tungavailoa here, depending on how things work out with the whole Deshaun Watson deal. That quarterback's going to have less time than they ever have. But that means that good coaches can pluck from bad organizations and make the best with those quarterbacks. We saw it with Ryan Tannehill. He was able to get himself a contract with the Tennessee Titans. Hopefully we'll see it with Carson Wentz and the Indianapolis Colts. I say it, and I'll continue to say it for the rest of the show. Right now, as of 1.13 p.m. Eastern on February 20th, Carson Wentz is a stiff. Doesn't always have to be that way. And it could be the best of both worlds. The Eagles get themselves a new lease on life, whether or not that you believe in Howie Roseman to make a quarterback pick at, at number six overall. Charlie Cassidy thinks that they very well might take that quarterback at number six overall. Figuring out what they have in Jalen Hurts. You know where my standing is on not giving Jalen Hurts a, a chance to really take and earn that job and develop. What the hell were you doing drafting him in the second round? But I'm not the general manager of the Philadelphia Eagles. There might be some fans that wish I were instead of Howie Roseman, but that's for them to figure it out. The only winners at the end of all this right now are Eagles fans because they get their championship. And I get to see movement across the league where now good coaches are coming back to the forefront where it's not just draft your quarterback and away you go and draft your quarterback and then you assume that's the way you go. That good coaches can take players, put them in their system, incubate them and push them forward, get to the playoffs with them, help out their own situations with them instead 
of just being beholden to whatever whims the quarterback has. Frank Reich knows. Mike Vrabel knows. Kevin Stefanski in Cleveland knows. They know. And what we're seeing now is a hopeful, still early, hopeful renaissance of the position. It's more interesting than it's ever been. We have so many different quarterbacks with so many sizes and shapes and colors than we've ever had in the entire history of the NFL. And it's more fun to talk about the position right now than it ever has. You used to be six foot three and up, right-hander, statuesque, didn't matter if you had a little bit of punch, basically a guy that looked like Peyton Manning. And now speed, agility, being able to create on the fly, being able to take apart a defense, and you are expected to do it sooner than you ever have. While there are still many problems and things that we be fr- we are frustrated by because it's the sport with the most players on the field that we pay attention to, it's the sport that we pay attention to the most because even though it's the hardest to talk about, it's the easiest for us to talk about. While there are all those problems, the quarterback position is more fun than it's ever been to study, to discuss, to watch, to consume. Better than ever. And with this, with Wentz, Stafford, Goff, I'm hoping Garoppolo, I'm hoping Darnold, and if you want to throw in Derek Carr, then fine. I'm okay with it. The new emerging quarterback market is finally here. 855-2124-CBS. Out of all those guys... Which one would you maybe want to give a second chance to? If you don't have your franchise quarterback, if your franchise quarterback doesn't exist, if there's no Patrick Mahomes, if there's no Deshaun Watson, if there's no whatever young, no Justin Herbert, no Joe Burrow, no whoever, who'd you want to give a second chance to the most out of that group? 855-2124-CBS. You guys and also the most satisfying and the most disappointing seasons. Coming up next, it's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to Ken Carmen. That sounds like a Brentwood dog. I'm picking that. Oh, damn it. On CBS Sports Radio. Most satisfying, most disappointing coming up in a bit. I'm glad I got these calls because now I'm talking myself out of it. I wrote myself this out last night, and now I'm thinking differently about it. I do the most satisfying and most disappointing at the end of every year. Which I, by every year, I mean the last two years now, including this one. Oh, man, do I want to put this. Oh, gosh. Where do I put Kansas City? I'm struggling to figure out where to put them. All right, fine. I'm going to go to these calls. I'm going to get to Greg. I'm going to get to Jay. 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. Which one of them quarterback? The emerging quarterback market is here. Wentz has moved. Stafford has moved. Jared Goff has moved. Jimmy G, it's up for debate. Sam Darnold, it's up for debate. Derek Carr, up for debate. Of these quarterbacks, you can throw in another, a realistic one. Don't Russell Wilson doesn't count. Come on. If you don't have your franchise guy, say none of them exist. Mahomes doesn't exist. Herbert doesn't exist. Whatever. Mayfield, they they're not around. They do not exist. They were never born. Out of those guys, who would you most like to give a second chance? 
855-212-4CBS. Let me get to Greg in Colorado Springs. He's next up on CBS Sports Radio. Hello, Greg. How you doing today, sir? I'm doing okay. Getting by. Go ahead, Greg. Well, you know, I've been a Rams fan since 1979. And I'm going to tell you, um, I was very displeased with the way that they handled Jared Goff going out. Um, McVay, very disrespectful in the way that, I, I feel anyway, the way that he uh, dealt the departure of him as well as Les Need. And, um, you know, if you look at that champion, that divisional round they played against Green Bay, McVay said something very interesting. What did he say? He said he looked at Matt LaFleur like a big brother. And he got treated like Matt LaFleur was a big brother. And he was a little brother in that game. He got out coached. He got smoked. Um, you know, I think Jerichoff going there to uh, Detroit is a good move for him. At first, I didn't think so because they got a lot of draft picks over the next couple years where they can build a, a pretty good team. You know, this kid, he's a winner. He's one of the playoffs. I really don't count the Super Bowl. They shouldn't have been in that Super Bowl. It was a bad call. We all knew that old New Orleans should should have been there. Um, he wasn't ready for the Super Bowl. He got there, and we, well, we see what happened. But nonetheless, this guy, he, he was a winner in the playoffs, man. Well, Greg, you know, Greg, 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 go, go back yeah. with me for a second here. Let's stay with me here. Okay. This is inter- this is interesting. Usually, when a fan it, like, fans are fans, so fans call on their fans or whoever team, and if there's been a divorce sure. in that team, they always take the team side. I'm actually, honestly, part of me is just really surprised that you're saying what you're saying about how the Rams yeah. treated Jared Goff. You're not excited about the prospects of Matt Stafford going there? No, no. Come on, really, <laughs> Mr. Carmen. Look at this. Look at okay. Staff- you know, Look at Stafford's his record, man. You know, he's over three in the playoffs. This guy hasn't done shit. Well, well, hold on. It's and supposed now, to be now, now, great. Let, 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 let All right. Finish the All right. Thought. Go ahead. Go now, ahead. You, really, you really think he's going to go to the Rams and they're going to give him some receivers. They have no running game. They're going to give him some receivers, and he's going to go over there. He's not mobile. The guy's really not mobile. The guy just, the guy's had his back hurt, his hand hurt, his ankle hurt. Been banged up. And you think that. I think the guy's going to go there, and he's an injury away from them making a bad trade. That's what I think. I... And to be honest with you, you know, I've, 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 I've been a Rams fan through the ugly, through the very ugly, and, and finally we won a Super Bowl there in uh, St. Louis. Was hoping that, you know, we win one in L.A., but I'm going to tell you right now, um, I don't think Stafford's going to be the one that's going to get it done. And, you know, you have a lot of – you hear of fans being uh, fans of players now. Well, yeah, that, that's my take because I'm definitely a fan of Jared Goff. Wow. I think the kid is coming around to his own. And really, to be honest with you, I've already removed my, 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 my RAM notifications from my phone. What? It over to the over Jared Goff, Greg? Yeah. Over yeah, Jared Goff? Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes. Wow. I, you know what? If I if I believe in something, I believe in it. I believe in this kid. I always wow. be a Rams fan, but I'm going to follow this kid, and I believe he's going to be successful there. And I think the Rams are going to eat a lot of crow. And 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 that, but now the pressure is on who? The pressure is on Sean McVay now. Oh yeah. Oh, the pressure is on. Let's need yeah, now. True. Now yes. let's see what these two jokes can do. 
Because both of them have really pissed me off. <laughs> Greg, thank you very much for listening in the call. There's a lot to unpack from there. I'm going to get to Jay in Alaska here in a second. The first thought is, I'm a Matt Stafford defender. Now, Greg, you can't be talking about wins and losses when it comes to quarterbacks. I, for whatever reason, that's supposed to be a rule. When we do this in the draft, I always say they all come from winning programs. They all do. Top 50 in passing, there's always like two who come from bad programs. The other ones are all over 500. They're all good because quarterback's the best position in the the biggest position in the sport, and that's what they usually do for the college football programs. They elevate them. Better quarterbacks means a better program, usually. So wins and losses, I don't think count. I've been a Matt Stafford defender for a hell of a long time, so I do see him through a different lens. I've gotten frustrated and sick and tired of hearing about Calvin Johnson all the damn time. You need more than just a great wide receiver to have a really good football team to go where teams are supposed to go. He's had poor general managing. He's had poor head coaching for a very long period of time. The exception of a I, I want to give Jim Schwartz more credit than what he ended up with. But still, you had injuries at bad times. And Matt Stafford, he has been banged up. He's longer. He's a longer-tenured NFL quarterback. And I do wonder myself, I'll admit this, I do wonder myself how much of the narrative is true that Jared Jared Allen, Jared Goff is afraid to throw down the field compared to where he was in 2018. That is something that I believe has been very frustrating for Sean McVay. Now, I do agree wholeheartedly with what Greg says about the pressure being on Sean McVay and on Les Snead now. Absolutely. Obviously, you've, made, you've traded all these picks for that player. Of course, the pressure's on you. But to get rid of your notifications for your favorite football team over Jared Goff, Greg, wow, Jay in Alaska. Okay. You're next yeah. up on CBS Sports. Jay, hello. I'm just, I'm reeling. I'm, I'm in shock. Well, I'm going to reel you Goff. further because I, I'm a, you know I'm a diehard Raider fan, but I'm yes. going to stand up for the man, Derek Carr. I just do not understand what the vitriol against this guy is. <laughs> I mean, the Raiders were a revolving door in offensive line. The guy threw for over 4,000 yards. He had almost a 70% clip of uh, his throwing end percentage. And he would have easily had over 30 touchdowns if some of his receivers could hold on to the ball when he threw it to him in the end zone. The guy had only nine picks the second year in a row. He's been under double digits in his uh, interception ratio. And all people can pick on is, well, man, he had the eight fumbles. Well, when your offensive line can't hold up, uh, that kind of happens. And, you know, they, they pick at Derek Carr because the Raiders aren't a winning franchise and aren't going to the playoffs. I was like, last time I checked, Derek Carr does not play defense. It is the defense's problem, not Derek Carr. I do not understand why people do not think this guy is a top two 10 reasons. quarterback. He two reasons. Two reasons. Two like reasons. A lot of Stay other top 10 quarterbacks. Jay, Jay, two reasons. Two reasons. You're right about everything you said, okay? You're right about it. There's two reasons. One's personal. I'll share that with you in a second. The first one is, when has John Gruden ever said anything nice during the offseason about Derek Carr? John Gruden, every single time any one of these other quarterbacks are brought up, Jay, he can't help himself. He just fawns over all these other quarterbacks. You know what John Gruden is, Jay? He's the guy who's your buddy's husband. He's the friend of the family, one of the wife's husbands that are there, and the guy can't stop talking about the waitresses. The guy can't stop talking about other people's wives, can't stop talking about the beer cart girl at the golf course, and he says it right there in front of his wife. 
You can tell he doesn't respect his wife, and he's a bad guy, and he's a lout. And that's the way I think I'm seeing it with John Gruden. Now, I don't think that John Gruden's a bad guy because I'm not saying he's running around on his wife. But for the love of God, can you say something decent about your quarterback with, during the non-season? Can you say I've anything heard, positive? I've heard a couple of uh, postseason interviews. I watched one with JT the Brick, and he was – Singing Derek Carr's praises. So, I'm glad you I mean, got yeah, to hear it because I'm still. I still haven't heard anything. I swear to God. And Continue. I, and I agree with you. He is. He is ultimately hard. I mean, when him and Rich Gannon were together, he ground Rich Gannon. But he is always demanding perfection, and he has asked That's Derek Carr to improve one thing about his game every year. Uh, Gruden picks one glaring flaw in Derek Carr's game. Last year was he wasn't running and scrambling for enough first down. Well, Derek uh-huh. Carr was one of the season leaders this year in scrambling for first downs. He had like nine or ten this year. So Derek Carr doesn't take offense to that. He goes out and gets better. And yet all people can do is say, oh, Derek Carr, he's a he's a okay middle journeyman quarterback. No, this guy is elite. He just hasn't played with elite talent. I well, mean, the other wrote to the bus, and their defense was crap. His defense and I is love the Raiders, but they got to yes. get better on defense. They're, Give Derek they're... Carr a chance. Yes, your defense was god awful, Jay. You're right about that, and I thank you very much for the call. The second one, the second one's personal because I actually tried to defend Derek Carr on Twitter, and his brother read it the wrong way, and his brother had a bunch of Raiders fans cussing me out for like three days because his brother couldn't read the tweet correctly, and so it's it automatically said because I I don't have I'm not a journalist I don't have to call it down the line I don't care yeah I'm allowed to be emotional I'm allowed to not like people and maybe not like Derek Carr maybe not like the Raiders. There's so many things about the Raiders I should love. I was a big fan of Al Davis. That old Raider mystique is cool. And then I got Derek Carr's brother saying that I don't know my ass from a hole in the ground when it comes to anything. I'm defending your brother. 855-2124-CBS. So, yes, while that's cheap and while it is personal, it's still true for me. But, man, the whole when Kyler Murray was coming out and John Gr- Oh, I just loved, man, loved Kyler Murray, man. Oh, Kyler Murray this and Kyler Murray that. You have anything to say about your own quarterback at all? Anything? You two were together. Nothing. I agree with a lot of what Jay said. 855-2124-CBS. I got people in who want to talk about the previous calls. All right, who do you want to give a second chance to? And I will try to do the most disappointing and most satisfying 2020 seasons. And I got to get to Draymond Green at some point here. Got a lot to do in a short amount of time. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio right now. It's the latest sports update with Erica Herskowitz. He's bound and down, loaded up and trucking. Are we going to do what they say can be done? We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm eastbound just like no bandit run. You're listening to Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. Connor, you got that NFL music ready, boy? I do, Ken. Final segment of the day. Speak now forever. Hold your peace. 855-2124-CBS. Remember, tomorrow the road to the Final Four continues on CBS with a colossal matchup in the Big Ten. Bitter rivals meet again when Michigan goes on the road against Ohio State at 1 Eastern, 10 Pacific. We got your college hoops tomorrow. On CBS. Connor wanted me to watch 24 when I get out of the show today. And I will. I told Connor during the break, and now this is needless because we've got a lot of things to do in a short amount of time, but I'm going to say it anyway to hell with it. Um, 
you wanted me to watch, is it a new version of 24, or is this the regular 24 with Kiefer Sutherland? What's this? It's the original. It's on Hulu. I'm not sure if you have Hulu, but, Ken, you have to watch it. You have to watch it. Nope, go to hell. Not doing it. Uh, And the reason I will – it's not just the show 24. I got nothing against Kiefer Sutherland or anything like that. Um, I will never take a recommendation from Connor Green Connor, tell America what you said to me earlier this week. Okay, so you were talking about movies, and you brought up The Godfather, Uh and I'm sorry, I saw the movie, I saw it one time, I didn't watch it a second time, because the movie is just not good. It's not a good movie, I've seen many movies that are a lot better, including The Wolf of Wall Street, which is a lot better than The Godfather, and Goodfellas is a lot better than The Godfather. I mean, I gave you a chance to kind of rectify yourself, and you you took it even stronger, and you made it even worse. <laughs> of all the bad takes that people are going to hear all this week, or have heard all this week on Sports Talk Radio, congratulations. I hope you're proud of yourself, Connor. I would watch the original 1976 Star Wars over The Godfather. Okay, Star Wars is a legendary movie that most of America loves. So I, I that's not very that's not a very hot take. See, I was going to congratulate you because if you keep this up, you will be a titan of this industry. I'll just remain here on Saturdays <laughs> on CBS Sports Radio, and you will be paid millions upon millions upon millions of dollars and on television every single day if you keep up that conversation. Because literally, you are the first piece, in, and I'm not trying to overuse overuse the term literally. I literally tell you this: you are the first person I've ever heard say that. The first. I've see I saw Goodfellas when I was a small child with my father. You are the first it was on TV. You are the first person I've ever in a non-joking fashion. You're the first person to ever say that. There's you and Peter Griffin and Family Guy who said that. Just want to let you know. You're the first person in real life I've ever heard say that. I think because everyone's afraid to say they didn't like it. They have to pretend that they loved it, and they have to pretend it's one of their favorite movies. That's not true either. There's plenty of people out there. I'm not one of them. There are plenty of people out there that like Godfather 2 more than they like Godfather 1. But to say it's not a good movie, it's simply false. 855-2124-CBS. Back to the phones here. I'm going to try to get the most satisfying and most disappointing. We'll see how she goes. Joseph in Houston, hello. Hey, man, what's going on? Just hosting the show, brother. Go right on ahead. Hey, I, I was going to call about the guy that said Matt Stafford was a total disaster in, in uh, Los Angeles, and I don't know what he's been watching for years except for a quarterback that's been held back with no help. That's put his whole heart and career into a team that doesn't care about anybody uh, except for selling cars, I guess. Um, it, I also wasn't going to say anything else until I heard that about Connor. Um, what is going on? You're going to get so smashed. The Godfather's like uh, a, a relic of some sort, and I just am really confused as to what you watch. Is the Godfather in the Library of Congress? I think it may very well be. <laughs> I mean, it may be I, an historical it, fact. It's, some, it's, artic- it's artifact some shape or form. In yes. some shape or form, I'm sure. Uh, Jared Goff's going to, you know, he just ruined, well, he didn't ruin his career. Somebody else did. But uh, <laughs> Detroit, Detroit, he's going to do really well down there. Uh, I think this guy's going to put his little logo back on his thing. I grew up a Detroit fan, and I grew up an Oilers fan. I'm never going to see a Super Bowl. I'm okay with that. But uh, Matt Stafford was a great player, great personality. 
wasn't much of a leader from what I hear in the in the uh, the uh, you know the gym and stuff, but uh, just a great character altogether, well that's, put together human being. Uh, I, I thank you very much for the call, Joseph. See, that's interesting, just because I. Uh, the, the last part's interesting. Now, I can't – we hear different things. I always heard he was a leader. I watched him on the sidelines a bunch of times. Uh, I, I thought he did act as a leader, but, hey, what I see and what I hear, they're different things. We all hear different things about different people. Again, I, the whole stuff about Carson Wentz earlier today when I brought it up where CBS was getting reports that, oh, he didn't like the, he didn't like the, the statue of Nick Foles and he didn't want to be traded to Chicago. He refused to be traded to Chicago. You know, we hear different things. These these are things that you have to prove with time. I think for Matt Stafford, though, and this is part of the reason I disagreed so much with Greg and, and Colorado Springs, Matt Stafford, I think, has got to be on a mission now. If if he wins, if, if this is a team that their Super Bowl odds are up, I think they got a 2% bump on Super Bowl odds. If their Super Bowl bo- odds are up and they win a Super Bowl, Say they get the job done. They got the defense to do it. We're having a different conversation about Matt Stafford. I mean, this is his legacy project here. His legacy project. Because I I extrapolated the stats many times. If he didn't get hurt last year, all right, and you did take his years, and you took out the, the best two and you added on eight because he was in the league for 10 years, you're looking at 60,000 yards passing, you're looking at over 400 touchdowns. Those are Hall of Fame numbers. There's not a chance in hell that guy gets in the Hall of Fame. If you go to a Super Bowl and win, if you're Matt Stafford, you have a chance. I can't guarantee it, but you got yourself a conversation. Now you change the conversation on the guy. We're not going to have time for most satisfying and most disappointing. The calls are out through the roof here. Eddie in New York City, hello. Hey, what's happening, Ken? How's it going? Not bad, Eddie. I know what you're going to say. I wish I didn't even bring it up, but Connor deserves the abuse he's about to take. Go ahead. Connor needs to be – he needs to do the walk of shame. Uh, it, unbelievable how anyone could not like the Godfather. It's at least the top five in 99% of the population's mind. He needs to run the gauntlet and then do the walk of shame. I agree. It's uh, – it, I, 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 I can't I, – I can't, Yes. I know. I, I usually don't get upset if somebody – I never – I try not to get upset if somebody hasn't seen a movie. Like, a Connor – Eddie, if Connor would have said – and, Eddie, thank you very much for the call, buddy. If Connor would have said, I've never seen The Godfather, I'd say, well, you you got to see The Godfather. Go see The Godfather. It's, it's one of the movies that – I'm going to come up with a list of 100 movies that I intend to watch with my sons by the time that they're graduated high school. There are movies that are important to life that every American male needs to see. And the Godfather is one of them. The the change of Michael Corleone from the beginning of the movie to the end of the movie, the tale that's being told, the the quotable lines, Clemenza. I didn't even get the Clemenza yet, and Connor just disgraces it all. And Goodfellas saying Goodfellas is a great movie is not a hot hot take to say. I really love God. I really love Goodfellas, but Godfather, the Godfather is. It's not the first mob movie, but it's the one that we just go to. It tells the tale so vividly. My goodness, Connor, what a terrible take. I hope you're getting ri- I wish I had your Twitter account so I could give it to America right now because you're getting ripped to shreds on mine. Hello, Don in Florida. You're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead. Hi, Ken. How you doing, brother? Don, I'm doing okay. What do you think of The Godfather? Oh, I love it. Yeah, because you're you're a good American. That's why. Continue. Well, 
you know, there's there's some bad movies and there's good movies, and this was a great movie. Yeah. Yes. Can, I don't understand I, I how anybody can say anything different. Go ahead. Go ahead, Don. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I got a question for you, my friend. Please. Hypo- hypothetically, if uh, Frank Wright can't rehabilitate Carson Wentz, would uh, that be considered a pretty much a big first round bust? I'm oh, not. Yeah. I'm not saying the man is, uh, you know, inept, but uh, you know, sometimes an athlete, all they need is just a change of scenery, and they turn into Superman, and th- and that could be a possibility here. Oh, I totally agree. I'm saying the only thing I'm saying is right now here, Don, as of 1:52 Eastern on February right. 20th. Yeah, he's a stiff now, but I have a lot of faith in Frank Reich that Frank Reich can tell the difference. My my goal for Carson Wentz in 2021 is you have a team that can go to the playoffs as long as you just listen and follow directions. Go as far as the offense goes. Go with what the right. offensive line is willing to give you. I don't think they should move Quentin Nelson to, to, to tackle. I think that's a silly thing for them to think of. But do what right. they do. You could be a playoff team. And if they get to the playoffs and he has more touchdowns and interceptions and that interception number lowers and he's not turning the ball over and really making stupid decisions, I think it's a win. Then in 2022, maybe we can talk big boy stuff. Maybe we can really talk them. But I think they need to just get him just back on the road. And if they get him back on the road, and I have faith that Frank Wright can do that, Don, I, t- I totally agree with you. But if he doesn't, it's a weird thing because he does technically have a ring. But, yeah, it's how, how could you not say it's a bust? You have to. You absolutely have well, to, Don. You know, Ken, there will never be a bigger bust other than Jamarcus Russell. I mean, oh. he, he's got to go a long way to get there. Well, Don, you're right, Don. Thank you very much for the call. He's got a long way to go there. I don't know. I mean, Manziel's up there. Lord almighty. If we're talking quarterbacks, whew, Manziel's up there. I'm not sure. I hope you're being suitably chastened right now. By the way, I got Danky Dan. Hey, radio guy, The Departed is one of the best mafia movies. I didn't say it wasn't a mafia. It wasn't a good mafia movie. It's a great movie. Another Scorsese championship movie by by Martin Scorsese, The Departed. What I'm pointing out, though, is that The Godfather's the best, and Connor should respect it as such. Not a hard-hearted man. You go to Andrew Filipponi and you tell him. I ain't no band leader. He's coming up next for Pirino, for Green, for Belletti, for Herskowitz. I'm Ken Carmen. You guys have a wonderful weekend, my friends. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law.